0: You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana
1: hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana.
0: (laughs) Alana, I'd like to start out today's episode by saying, I am so proud of you.
1: Thank you. It's funny that you say that because I also wanted to start out this episode by saying congratulations to you and great job on this entire season.
0: Thank you so much. I mean it's it's really incredible that we have made it as far as we have. Um, I've said it before and and I'm saying it again, but this is truly a great feat uh, to be here in episode 24 and I think I think I didn't really believe that we'd do it.
1: But I did,
0: but I did, but it just didn't feel real, you know? And now it's, it's, it's here and it's happening.
1: Yeah, it's here. Um, I've also said it before. I'll say it again. I'll continue saying it every day until I die. Great job to us. We've done an incredible job. Uh, Hats off. Everybody clap. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank me. Thank you. This is, I mean, truly incredible work that we have done here. Um, and I, I think it's correct to call it work. It feels important. Um, I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with myself, frankly, uh, but I'm also impressed with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that we have to call it work because I mean I take notes every week and mm-hmm. I feel like taking notes means that it's definitely work.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. We could release a book of this stuff. We shouldn't. But we
1: could. <laughs> I don't maybe we should have a coffee table book. That's how we monetize this.
0: <laughs> we don't want to watch the X-Files podcast notes. <laughs>
1: leading up to this being the final episode of the season i have been thinking about some of my favorite moments from this season Mm -hmm. um what really stuck with me what when i I think back to the past five six months however long it's been what really comes up for me so a, a few things is um episode one of course, that underwear scene where Mulder is inspecting Scully's body by candlelight can't forget that moment.
0: You know that moment is is burned in my brain, um, and I hope it never leaves because it's one of the greatest, I think, cinematic moments that um, the silver screen has ever seen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, back then you warned me not to get too excited about the sexual tension that was happening because this is really the peak of it. And I didn't really believe you, but now I can tell that that was the truth, that they really started off high and uh, then dipped real low.
0: Yeah, I don't know, like, what happened, but I assume that they were like, oh, shit, we got to... Uh, stretch this out actually so we're gonna backpedal really fast from where we just took you guys and just pretend that you didn't see that because we're never gonna bring it up again and you're not gonna see this kind of um sexual or romantic chemistry or tension uh between these characters at the same level for quite a while the
1: show is a big tease and it's It's frustrating. I would agree. I want to say a few more of my favorite moments, which I can just run through here, because I think that you'll see a similar theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mulder wearing jeans, one of my favorite moments. Mulder wearing glasses, another one of mm. my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. And also Mulder wearing all black and rolling around the woods, spying on the government. Great moment.
0: I mean, I know that you really only put up with all of this nonsense so that you can look at Mulder at least once a week, um, and I accept that. And frankly, uh, I think it's a completely valid reason to watch the show and do this podcast. So, thank you, and thank you, '90s David Company
1: Agreed. Um, my life has has. Become vastly different since '90s. David the company has entered it, and I don't want to go back to the way it was before.
0: I um I wrote down some favorite moments as well, um, but I also thought on some of my favorite moments just between us um, in our show, and one that uh, suddenly came up that I had honestly kind of forgotten about was remember when you like maybe kind of got black mold poisoning in the beginning of the show.
1: <laughs> no, I did not remember that. I think that week of yeah. my life, uh, I was not capable of producing memories then. No. So, no, I have forgotten <laughs> that. I was like, oh my God, remember when Alana almost died? <laughs> I not remember a single thing that happened in episode two of the X-Files because I was afflicted. But I will say one of my favorite moments of the podcast, which uh, I think viewers will probably remember this. It it didn't happen all that long ago, but I think it would be your insistence that Santa is not only an alien, but a Nazi.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that, I made bold claims, and I am sorry to everyone that knows and loves Santa for ruining him for you with the truth.
1: Wow. Wow. The first apology, not apology, really, of (laughs) our time here. And another one of my favorite moments, which I think... I don't know if our, our listeners feel the same because it was really a visual moment for me that was um, really special. But it was when your phone rang during our recording and you were the most scared I think I've ever seen anyone look.
0: Yeah, I was, I was terrified in that moment. I, I can't really explain why I I didn't know what was happening, but I knew what was happening but I really wasn't expecting it. You know, we were like in the zone and like, I didn't think anything was going to really disturb that moment. And it really
1: did. I, I and our listeners could not hear the phone ringing. So we had nope. no idea what was happening. I thought you maybe got an email from a ghost. Uh, still wish. pretty sad that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think there's still time, you know, I think there's, There's still today and there's still the next 10 seasons and two movies for one of us to get an email from a ghost while recording would be ideal. So make sure you only check your email while we're recording. Yeah.
1: Just in case. I always do.
0: Yeah. uh, Most of the time I'm really just scrolling through emails while we do this. (laughs) Same. I think, you know, it would be wrong for us to discuss our favorite moments and leave out in the episode Ice where everyone's getting naked and David Duchovny, um, we think it's David Duchovny, I guess technically Mulder makes a joke about his dick because it's cold and then you and I were like, well, I guess we should probably talk about how David Duchovny has a huge dick for like 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, that was an important moment in our podcast. I think an important moment in my life, learning about David Duchovny's uh, penis size. I, I, again, felt changed by it. Uh, It felt special. It felt important. It felt uh, monumental. And I'm glad that we experienced it
0: yeah I think those were all uh perfect adjectives to use to describe um, that moment and his penis I think yeah ultimately
1: yeah that's that's what I was uh describing I was describing the feel of his penis
0: yes which you know very well by this point
1: yeah i can, i mean i i I don't I've never personally felt it, but I think that I can imagine what it feels like. And it
0: is monumental.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> it has been a treat for me to watch your crush develop, truly. I think it's just been like, you know, I, I knew it would happen, but really until you see it, you know you don't understand the magic. So I'm glad, I guess that I was right, and that um, you have fallen just so hard for Sweet Mulder and David Duchovny.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I guess that I'll say to everyone, because I imagine that listening to me on on this podcast talk about (laughs) – David Duchovny talk about strangely often Robert Pattinson for reasons that I don't understand. I don't know if either of us understand. I probably seem like an extremely heterosexual woman, and I am not, but I think that's just the power of uh, David Duchovny to make me seem that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good that you clarified, but um it it really it really does read that way. And I think that's part of the reason why it's like kind of fun for me is like just watching you gush over him and I'm like this you're not a straight woman. But um <laughs> it's fun for you to appear that way. <laughs>
1: David Duchovny well Mulder specifically and sometimes Robert Pattinson are the only men I will talk positively about
0: yeah that's true and I can attest to that in your uh normal life outside of this (laughs) podcast so (laughs) season two you're gonna get really into Scully and then you know you'll just bounce back and forth
1: hope so. I think, I think we need that balance because I know that you are also, you, you represent the love of Scully a lot on this podcast, but I Mm -hmm. think if there's anywhere that we've fallen short, it's probably in that area.
0: Yeah, I would agree. You know, I've, I've, I've pulled my weight a lot, but, um, I really could pull more because, you know, she deserves the world and, um, at least there's, 10 more seasons we can give her.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of time to make up for it.
0: Alana, 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 Alana. Neither of us brought up the best episode of the season.
1: Oh, shit. I really did almost move on without talking about it. I know. Well, of course, we are talking about the Jersey Devil slash Bigfoot episode. Uh, Truly... (laughs) what I believe will probably be my favorite episode of the whole series, even though I've only seen one out of 11 seasons. I think
0: that's frankly a fine claim for you to make. I think you might be wrong, but you also might not be because that one is just so unique and quite funny and incredibly wrong is, is really what the episode is, is it's just an incorrect portrayal of an actual uh like mythical creature like it's just wrong it's just a bigfoot and they're like well we're gonna call it the jersey devil as though that's not a thing that exists and that people know about uh and i can't really think of another episode that does that so this this is a special one
1: Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get anything, and if we do, I'll be shocked and surprised and very happy about it, but I don't think we'll ever get anything like that child's drawing of the Bigfoot slash Jersey Devil that is used as police evidence. I'll never get over that. I'll never forget it, and I never want to forget it. It
0: is, it's something that I think we could consider tattooing on
1: our bodies, Um, 100% I would let's go right now I would do it right now
0: we're gonna be right back Um, (laughs) we'll we'll return soon and we will have new tattoos (laughs) I feel overwhelmed when I think about discussing this episode because there is so much to it and it is It's pretty important to the show's mythology. And, you know, as our very poor resident expert here, uh, I don't want to fuck it up. But I think that people already are probably like, I don't think Leah's seen this show before. So I'll just let my worries go. But I have seen it. I really have. I've seen it. It's just... There's a lot of fucking episodes, and some of them I don't remember, okay?
1: Yeah, that's fair. Hey, you've done a great job. We've already established that. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But we are talking about episode 24, Erlenmeyer Flask. That is the name of the episode. Did I understand what that name meant by the end of the episode? I sure didn't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's kind of a vague name compared to some episodes which are, like, pretty clear. Um, such as Jersey Devil. Uh, you know, it just is what it is. But Meyer Flask is, like... There is a moment when there's an Erlenmeyer Flask in a scene. And it's, like, pretty important. But... Uh, Not everyone knows what the fucking Erlenmeyer flask is or was like paying attention to the specific props in the scenes. But, you know, I guess they just wanted to throw that one in. They were like, this is a cool name. No one will be able to tell what the episode's about.
1: So you're saying it's like a, it's like a science tool.
0: Yeah. It's like a, it's a flask. It's like a, like a beaker would be used in a lab.
1: Got it, got uh, it. it
0: is used in a lab in this episode um, there are monkeys there you might remember the scene mm, yeah, and I do. and there's a flask and they get the contents of it tested and there's a code name on the bottom and they were like that should be the name of the episode or Meyer flask
1: Nailed it I guess yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I am the expert. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Answering all my questions. I know what an Erlenmeyer flask
1: is. (laughs) Well, so this episode starts out with um, a police chase. Mm -hmm. Some police cars are chasing a guy who is running away, and they kind of catch up to him. They beat him up. They shoot him. He jumps into the ocean and we see that he's bleeding green stuff.
0: Yeah, they shoot him and he appears to be fine and they shoot him again and then there's like green goo on the dock and I mean what were what was your first first thought? Did you have an instinct upon seeing this? What came to mind?
1: Well, I guess, I don't know if this is what you're asking, but I guess what came to mind is very shortly after, maybe in the next scene or or scene, maybe two scenes after, we learn that the police, their fake reason for chasing this guy was that he got a speeding ticket, I think. Um, So they just like full on shoot a guy for a speeding ticket, which, hey, we know the police does that, but surprising to see it in the X-Files.
0: Yeah, um, that's not what I was asking, but that's fine. <laughs> I think we could go down that. I think that's a fine route to go down. Yeah, they say that, yeah, there was some, like, weird, very minor violation. And that's why they were chasing him. And it's like, why were you treating him this way? <laughs> like, But, um, yeah, like you said, that is just, I guess, how the police work. And, um the x files was like we'll expose it here and now um, no i mean i was really asking if the green goo gave you any thoughts but maybe we can just just dive into that later
1: well i guess i mean to be honest i don't think when i saw the green goo i don't think i had any thoughts really i i know that i didn't think that he was an alien um but i didn't know what was going on and i think i just kind of let my mind be blank knowing that eventually Mm -hmm. they would fill in the dots for me i see
0: yeah you just see green goo and you're like i don't know they'll tell me later
1: (laughs) basically yeah I was thinking about how last week when we were talking about the description of this episode that I was thinking maybe the fugitive in the description would be a fugitive we'd seen before. Maybe the extraterrestrial virus would be something we'd seen before. Uh, but it became pretty clear that ni- this episode wasn't going to relate in that way to anything that we'd seen before.
0: Yeah, it, it's not a direct... Um storyline from another episode but it's it's related to other episodes just in that um kind of any episode where Deep Throat is in you can assume that it's kind of connected to um the mythology there's like a theme running through of the um uh, kind of shit going on at a government level that Deep Throat's trying to warn Mulder about um kind of connected to um fallen angel where Mulder goes to the ufo crash site and the government is trying to like clean up like it's not necessarily the same aliens but it's like the government cover-up theme is uh sort of part of all of this in a big way
1: okay yeah that all makes sense i think the real, <laughs> the real first question that i had related specifically to this episode in the second scene of this episode we see Mulder asleep on his couch mm-hmm. um as we've seen him anytime we've seen him in in his home he's probably been asleep on his couch which just really made me wonder does he actually not have a bedroom
0: yeah, I can tell you that I do know the answer to this question, and that I'm not going to tell you, because it's kind of more fun that way, and you won't really find out until, like, season seven?
1: Damn, wow.
0: Maybe wow. six, maybe end of six, but I think it's seven. Um. Yeah, you just have to go along for the ride, you know?
1: You know, I i mean, I imagine that he does have a bedroom that he never uses or rarely uses, but I would just really love to know what it looks like. I guess, I mean, it's either one of two things. It's either totally bare, he's never decorated it, or it's like an absolute just insane place where, you know, he's got, like, news stories hung up with, like, threads connecting them and a real crazy person's room. hmm
0: Could be either. Could be neither.
1: Well, in seven years, I'll find out.
0: <laughs> You'll find out. This episode, we do hear for the first time someone, Scully refer to Deep Throat as Deep Throat. So I just would like to say, uh, I told you that that's his name and I knew that they'd say it eventually. And here we are finally.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not that I didn't believe you that it was his name because I would see it written in episode descriptions, but it was more so that nobody ever said it. And I think it says a lot that we're at episode 24 The season finale, and this is the first time anyone is ever calling that character by that name. And I was really excited when I heard it. I took a note in all caps, and it just really felt like this is the closure that I needed from the season finale. Speaking of Deep Throat, he obviously comes back in this episode. He tips Mulder off to what's going on, tells him he needs to look into this fugitive case. And Mulder immediately does. And Just he and Scully, you know, start fighting about trusting Deep Throat. And Mulder just has no reservations about him, despite the fact that the last time we saw him, he was intentionally leading Mulder astray. He was,
0: but he was also giving him information. And so I think Mulder, you know, is probably using his selective memory. Uh, And leaving out those moments of betrayal. But he also may have just been like so convinced by his last encounter with Deep Throat where he tells him about the alien encounters that um, he's experienced and that he's killed an alien and all this stuff. And, And Mulder might just be caught up in that fantasy and like feels like he's really been let in on a secret that he's willing to trust him, even though whether or not that's true, it could be up for debate, but he's definitely taking it as truth. Um, And I think probably the fact that he hasn't presumably heard from deep throat since then that he would call now, he's like, It must mean something. And he was very vague. He didn't give him any explicit information. He literally said, like, are you watching Channel 8? And, like, that was really it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think, so I wrote down uh, a few lines of dialogue that Mulder and Scully exchange about Mm -hmm. Deep Throat. And I think to really talk about Deep Throat's motives, we need to dissect these lines of dialogue that I will read to you. Okay, so they're, they're arguing about Deep Throat and whether to trust him. And Scully says, he's toying with you, rationing out the facts. Mulder says, you think he does it because he gets off on it? Scully says, I think he does it because you do. And this just brought up a lot of questions to me about what Scully means when she says that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wrote down the same lines, and I don't know that I really have any answers. But, like, I think Scully was primarily trying to say that Mulder gets off on this shit, and he definitely does. I think that that seems clear to me. Um, I guess if maybe what you're asking is whether or not they are using this phrasing in a sexual way yes that's what I'm asking yeah that's what I figured I don't know because it seems like it and like there's part of me that is like yeah I think Mulder does get off on this in a sexual way like I don't really know how I don't really know what it looks like but I feel it and I don't know if deep throat thinks so too and is fucking with him in this fun way, but, like, also giving him accurate information. It's, it's a very questionable um, thing for Scully to claim. Uh, but I guess I don't think that Deep Throat gets off on it. But I think, at least in a sexual way, But perhaps he gets off on it in the way of like kind of toying with someone, but like still giving them what they want, but like doing it in a way that also fucks with them. That's how I think Throat (laughs) is is getting it. It's
1: just, it's such an interesting exchange. You think he does it because he gets off on it. No, I think he does it because you do. So it seems like she's saying Deep Throat does it because he wants to get Mulder off. That's what it, that's how my my brain interprets it. And I know that it's probably not as explicitly sexual as those terms make it seem, but it just sounds like Deep Throat gets enjoyment out of... Getting Mulder excited.
0: Well, yeah, and I think he does, but I don't think that means like that Mulder has a boner. Like, well, he definitely does, though.
1: We know that Mulder has. Well, a boner. we know,
0: but I don't think that that's why deep throat enjoys it.
1: Like, you know, it's like
0: I don't know. I just think it's, like, slight. it's, like, sexual, but, like, slightly less explicitly sexual.
1: Okay. Well, I do also just want to note that Scully says, I think he does it because you do. And then she dramatically walks into the girl's bathroom, which makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, she's like, you can't follow me in here. <laughs> I'm going to be alone now.
1: I guess Scully also... I, I'm not going to say she makes choices that um, I disagree with, but in I, I think it's right before they argue about this. They are in a laboratory with a doctor. There's a bunch of monkeys in cages that the doctor is, even before he says he's experimenting on them, it's clear he's experimenting on them. I mean, they're in cages in a lab. And Scully <laughs> tries to pet them, And they freak out and try to attack her. And then she's like, I thought they were friendly. And it's like, girl, why would you think monkeys getting experimented on are going to be friendly to you? They're being tortured. Yeah, she was a little, um, I want to
0: say ignorant, but I also want to say like optimistic in that moment where she just thought that maybe everything was okay there, even though she really should have known that it was not. Uh, It was this strange and, like, kind of highly suspicious doctor and a room full of monkeys and an Erlenmeyer flask. And uh, she made a choice um, that she should have thought through, really.
1: Yeah, Scully, you idiot. You don't pet monkeys.
0: (laughs) Well, you can pet monkeys, just maybe not experimental lab monkeys.
1: No, I don't recommend that anyone pets any monkeys. This, this actually, <laughs> this brought up a lot of uh, feelings for me, because I, it wasn't the first thing I thought about when watching this episode, but when reflecting on why Scully trying to pet them made me so angry, it's because the truth is I really don't like monkeys and am afraid of them and also think everyone else should be afraid of them.
0: You don't like monkeys?
1: No, I don't.
0: I feel like there's just, I've learned more about you through this podcast than, really, I've learned more about what you don't like through this (laughs) podcast than throughout our entire friendship. Why don't you like monkeys?
1: I think that they are very scary. Um, They are very loud. They're very messy. Uh, they're very strong. And most of them are pretty small to be as strong as they are. They're much, they're much stronger than we are. Um, and they just tend to attack people and, you know, eat people's faces off, eat people's foots off. Those are just two examples off the top of my head of things that monkeys have done. I think, I think
0: monkeys... Or maybe primates in general get kind of a bad rap because, I mean, really, those are negative examples. But, like, doesn't the media love to feed us the negative stories and not the positive ones? Maybe you're just buying in to the negative monkey propaganda. And and you shouldn't be. I mean, I don't think that your average... Monkey, gorilla, chimpanzee, whatever you wanna uh, reference, I, I don't think that that they're violent creatures. Um, You're I think so maybe wrong. Well, <laughs> 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 When provoked, perhaps, but I mean so are humans, and we are, you know, they are our closest relatives. And I, I mean, clearly, I think I, I like monkeys, I like primates, but I think that I've always felt confused about why they're not, um, in power compared to us. I mean, I guess this is primarily based on the fact that they have, uh, opposable thumbs and toes, and it just seems like they can do a lot more shit than we can, and, I wish that I had opposable toes. But, you know, maybe that's another
1: conversation. You know what they use those toes for? They use them to peel bananas and to throw their own poop. So hope you like getting poop thrown at you.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that I do or that I don't, Alana. I'm just saying that I think that they could use those thumbs and toes to do more. and I mean, is throwing poop and peeling bananas such a malicious act? I don't think yes. so.
1: Yes. Both of those, yes, I believe so.
0: Both of them equally. Yes. I mean, I, I won't I won't continue to try to convince you, but I think that you should give monkeys a chance.
1: So I do. I'm not going to do that, and I, I worry for you <laughs> that you're going to end up like one of those people with exotic lions, big cats, that get attacked by their big cats, and then you're just like, oh, but they're so nice. It's not it's not their fault. It was my fault. That's going to be you about the monkeys that attack you.
0: But I'm not going to get monkeys. I don't think that they should live with me. Um, I don't want them to. I just don't think that they are inherently evil, nor should they be believed to be.
1: Mm, No, those red butts, come on, baboons, no. Well, uh, but what has the red butt done to you? It's just, you don't like the way it looks? It's angry and it scares me. The butt is angry? Yes.
0: All right. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, uh,
1: Scully, Scully, as a medical doctor, someone who had gone to a lot of school, should have known those monkeys would be mean to her. What do you
0: think? they <laughs> school. And just by the way, like, this is just kind of like a disclaimer. If you come across a monkey at any point uh, in your studies and in, in your future work, they're dangerous and don't pet them. I don't think that that, that's part of the curriculum.
1: Well, it should be.
0: So this is the scene, though, where there is the Erlenmeyer flask, as I said, and it contains some sort of liquid that Scully jokes when Mulder asks her to go and test it, that it better not be monkey pee, and I'm willing to bet you really related with that line. Um, And that's something that you would say. Uh, yeah.
1: I, you know, honestly, if I was Scully, I would probably not even stay in that room. But yes, Scully is like, I'm done if this is monkey pee. And I think I would have the same boundary.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that that's wrong because she does think that this case doesn't make any sense. She doesn't understand why they're on it. There doesn't seem to be any real connections. Um, They're checking in with this doctor because the car that was used in the chase, was swapped and the actual car was registered to this man. And that's really the only reason why they're here. There doesn't seem to be any connection to the supernatural until she tests the liquid from the Erlenmeyer flask. And um, this is the part that's hard for me, but that I think I've taken just enough science classes And just enough notes on this episode to accurately describe Scully takes the liquid uh, to a lab. They test it. They're like, this is some sort of bacteria, but we don't recognize it. It looks weird. We need to take a chunk and dissect it more and try and understand what it is. And then it is explained to her by the doctor at the lab that it is a sequence of genes from the bacteria sample. Um, but there are gaps in the sequence and in human DNA or really DNA of anything on earth life as we know it is made up of four nucleotides. There are four different strains and, uh, there are fifth and sixth DNA nucleotide present in this sample. And that, as the doctor says, means that it would have to be, by definition, extraterrestrial. Thank you for coming to my science lesson. Uh, Aliens are real.
1: (laughs) That was great. I think that was a really great explanation. Um, The note that I wrote down here was... Does that lab tech have a Long Island accent?
0: (laughs) Your notes on this episode are very different from mine, but I think that, you know, that's what makes our dynamic so fun. Uh, And, yeah, I do think she did.
1: (laughs) Great. Love to see a smart woman come out of Long Island.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. Yep.
1: Again, Mm -hmm. not related to that very complicated science stuff you just very expertly. No, let's uh, talk
0: about Long Island some more. No, that's fine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I was going to say that, and I know that it's not, but I thought that this uh, lab tech looked like Janice from Friends again.
0: There was, I think there was a similarity. And maybe the accent kind of played into it, too. Um, I kind of wish it was her. And, and that she just appears in multiple episodes as different characters. But, like, all within, like, one season. Uh, but, unfortunately, this was not James from Friends. It was some other woman from Long Island.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there is a, a moment after this... Scene that kind of upsets me where Scully calls Mulder to tell him this because this is kind of like a huge breakthrough. This is like science and DNA have proven the existence of extraterrestrials. Aliens are real, it's happening, it's in the science. Scully's like, holy fucking shit. She calls Mulder and is like, This is what we found. And he just doesn't seem to care. He is like I am busy and uh keep up the good work essentially. Uh and I'm like um excuse me Mulder first of all you're going to want this information. This is proof of extraterrestrial life. Second of all, like in this moment Scully believes in this shit more than she ever has. And I just really need you to recognize that and uh give her something.
1: He does literally say uh, whenever she explains this all like literally all he says is, "Keep up the good work," and then he hangs up, which is so funny it's just it's so dismissive, but I mean, I think Mulder has a lot going on um he's distracted. And also, in general, like, yes, Skelly is believing in this stuff now. She's, like, finding proof. But, like, Mulder doesn't need proof because he's always believed in without it.
0: But his whole thing is that he wants to prove to the world and he wants everyone to believe. He wants it to be exposed that aliens are real. And, like, I don't know if he thinks that one day he's going to, like, find one and be like, here it is. I told you guys. But until then, DNA is a pretty big piece of evidence that it just, I wish he cared about.
1: (laughs) Well, he's chasing down what he thinks is going to be bigger evidence. And, I mean, he does find some pretty shocking stuff.
0: He does. He does find uh, kind of a warehouse full of... Presumably human bodies in tanks of water connected to tubes. Uh, Just tons of them. Really a lot of them. More than I would be highly uncomfortable uh, finding this. And he does seem surprised, but, like, I think I would initially, like, scream. Um, But, you know, he's seen more in his day than I have in mine. And, um... And he is being chased down at this point, and I get it. There's a lot going on. I'm just saying a little recognition would be nice.
1: <laughs> I We do need to talk about how when he finds these bodies, he leaves the warehouse, and he does get chased by these guys, and while he's getting chased by these guys, he just vaults over a fence that is taller than he is and literally a single bound. And I just found that so impressive of him.
0: It was highly impressive and highly unexpected based on the episode uh, that we were previously talking about. Uh, I think it's EBE where he's in a government facility being chased down and like trips and falls when trying to jump over like a chain that's literally like at his waist level or below and it's below his knees it's so low and he just fucks up so bad and i'm like oh now you can jump a (laughs) fence you can jump a full
1: fence now he just got so embarrassed by that that then he practiced a lot
0: yeah, he was training, but all his training was was, like, jumping over different <laughs> objects. Like, he set up chains at different levels, and, like...
1: <laughs> it w- and it worked out, and I'm happy for him. That was really impressive. Congrats, Mulder. Yeah.
0: I mean, thank God. This was a very important moment for him to get away, so...
1: Well, <laughs> talking about Scully and Mulder, the next day... Mulder tries to bring her to this warehouse to show her these bodies. And when they're outside it, she's kind of like really having a moment and she's like, Mulder, I'm sorry for not believing you. Like I was wrong. And she's, I think really emotional about having been wrong. And Mulder, I think just like really doesn't care. He's like, you know what? Like it doesn't matter. And I think, I think that's because while Mulder is right a lot, he also in, in his pursuit of what he believes to be right, fucks things up all the time. So, like, her being so... Like, her messing up is not even, like, a blip on his radar because he fucks shit up all the time.
0: Yeah, he's like, no, sometimes it's just, like, this is gonna happen to you, but I'm not mad. Like, don't worry about it. (laughs) He's also probably like, you tell me I'm wrong all the fucking time, and maybe you don't admit that you were the one that was wrong but like you do come around to my ideas so he, he he's not dwelling on it very much but it is a big moment for her she's like i, I i'm so sorry you know i, I, I should have believed you i should have known to trust your instincts by now because there are often times where she tells him this is fucking crazy and it is fucking crazy but it is happening Um, and then she's like, you know, for the first time in my life, I don't know what to believe. And it's like, Scully is like lost, but in like a beautiful way. But like, she is, this is, this is the thing that, that really blows her mind.
1: Well, I thought it was interesting that she says, this is the first time in my life. I don't know what to believe because I swear she has moments like that in every episode where she's confronted (laughs) with something that she thinks shouldn't exist, but it does indeed exist.
0: I think my only, I guess, assumption about that would be that she's confronted with things and they're there, but there's no like scientific evidence. And like she, as a medical doctor and a scientist, like needs the proof to actually, like, question her belief system and to, like, throw her into a new one. Like, she, seeing this DNA is, like, the first physical scientific proof that they've encountered. And I think that that's the difference for her. Is like, she can see things and she'll question it, but it's not enough uh, for her to, like, you know change the belief system that she is like so solidified in
1: yeah that makes sense uh, i'll accept that answer
0: thank you <laughs> i'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> well, and then okay they go inside the warehouse and guess what all the bodies and tanks of water are completely gone No more. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Where'd they go? Oh, boy. Who's to say, really? But as deep throat, when he shows up, he's like, oh, they're moving faster than I thought. And it's like, he knows what's happening, but, like, that's all he's really willing to say about who is doing this and took the bodies. And um, I'm sure you enjoyed in this scene when Scully kind of calls him out uh on all of his shit from the past and from this one and she's like why are you telling us all this and he's like I I didn't think that it was gonna go down this way and I basically he's like I was gonna draw it out for a long time
1: until right now (laughs) yeah yeah she I she really confronts him with a direct question that he can't answer. She's like why are you telling us all this stuff? now and it's basically like he's just like oh well they figured it out before i thought they would so now i gotta tell you even though i wanted to not tell you
0: yeah and i what he does tell them is that the doctor uh that was experimenting on the monkeys who i think we forgot to mention you know was murdered and it was staged as a suicide um was conducting Experiments on humans and monkeys, apparently, with extraterrestrial viruses. And they were, uh, or they recently created the first human-alien hybrid, uh, which is kind of implied that that is the guy that we saw uh, jump into the water bleeding green goo.
1: Yeah, and that's just made me think that if they successfully had an alien human hybrid, that means they almost definitely had a, a successful monkey alien hybrid and that is oh, yeah. not something that I want ever.
0: I think that there's probably a couple of them.
1: Because
0: no, they, <laughs> they definitely tried like a few different things to like make sure. Um I mean, I I guess I could agree with you on, on that. I don't want that either, but mostly, like, for the sake of the monkeys. Um, whereas I assume you're just afraid of the monkey alien, which is valid. I think that'd be scary. But I think the human-alien hybrid is relatively scary on its own. Um, capable yeah, these, of very these interesting human- things.
1: These human-alien hybrids can breathe underwater, as we've already seen, and what I don't want is to be swimming and have to worry about if there is a monkey-alien hybrid under the water.
0: (laughs) When you're swimming, you're... (laughs) The big concern about the alien-monkey hybrid is... When Alana goes swimming, she doesn't want to have to worry.
1: That's true. 100% There's... true. <laughs> the government should not be doing these experiments because of that. You know what?
0: I, I'll let you have that one. It would be terrifying to encounter that um, in the water. I have no arguments.
1: Yeah. You can't deny that. This did make me wonder and want to ask you that if there was, like, an injection that existed that would turn you into an alien-human hybrid, would you do it?
0: Oh, boy. Um, this feels hard to answer because I know more about this plotline, but...
1: I erase try. that. Erase, yeah. erase what happens in the X-Files and just think about if you
0: mm-hmm.
1: saw on the internet on a Craigslist ad, hey, we figured it out. We can turn you into an alien-human hybrid. Would you be like, yeah, l- give it to me. Let's do it.
0: Well, I think that if I saw it on a Craigslist ad, I definitely would not do it. But I do, I kind of don't think I would do it regardless, it just doesn't feel like... It just doesn't seem like really anything good could come out of it. Like, I'm not really sure what the benefits would be besides being able to say, like, I'm an alien-human hybrid, um, which would be pretty fucking cool. But I don't think that I really want to be one. Like, I'd like to know that aliens are real. I'd like to experience them. I'd like to see them. I'd like to meet them, but I don't need to be one.
1: That's interesting. That's not what I expected you to say. I thought this would be the one scenario that we've done the entire season that you would say yes to.
0: (laughs) Have I said no to all
1: of them? I'm pretty sure, yeah.
0: That's funny. (laughs) Would you... You you would. Would you be one? Would you would you answer the Craigslist ad?
1: Yeah, I yeah, I would. Craigslist or not, I'd do it. Who cares? Yeah, make me an alien. Why not? <laughs> what do I have to lose? Yeah, who cares. What's
0: what would you what would be your ideal scenario?
1: In being an alien?
0: Yeah, like what would that look like for you? What would be the benefits? What 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 would you get out of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I would have superpowers. In this episode, obviously, um, the the hybrids can breathe underwater, which I would be fine with. That's not the most exciting, but I would take it. Uh, It also heals their diseases, which is fine. Whatever, sure. Um, If it makes me healthier, why not? That seems like a plus. I would want more powers i feel like aliens and maybe this isn't true maybe this is just a stereotype of aliens that i have i feel like aliens have a lot of like telepathic powers that i would hope Mm. i would get by being a hybrid i think that would be the ideal scenario
0: okay i like that you know you don't really seem to give a shit if like You know, it would cure your diseases. Like, that seems like a pretty sweet benefit. Like, we can't do that otherwise. And you're like, yeah, no, no, no. It's, like, it'd be fine. Like, I wouldn't say no. But, like, telepathy would be nice if that could be, like, if there's, like, a hierarchy, if that could be number one. Yeah, that's
1: preferable. I mean, if I can't be telepathic, just let the diseases take me.
0: Yeah, just let me go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think that, sure. Those are fair things to want. And I think that I'd be really pleased if you were to become an alien-human hybrid because I could, you know, be friends with one and experience it. And, like, maybe you'd know an alien or have, like, a little alien mentor is kind of how I'd picture it. And that'd be pretty sweet. And I think we could all hang out. Um,
1: And I think we'd both get what we want. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope that moving into, you know, like an alien friend group wouldn't hinder our friendship.
0: No, I think that you would include me, you know? I think that you'd bring me along for the ride. And if you wouldn't, then we might have a problem. But I'm just making an assumption here, based on our friendship, that you would do this kind of act for me.
1: It's true. I would. (laughs)
0: Okay, so Mulder's the one in danger primarily in this episode. And isn't that a fun change?
1: It is a fun change. He is the one in trouble. And Scully finally has to save him. That's so exciting. And Scully's
0: gotta do some crazy ass shit to save him. (laughs)
1: She does. And also, I don't know if we've mentioned this already, but the hybrids, the the alien human hybrids, their blood uh, is toxic. So when Mm -hmm. um, Mulder finds this hybrid, he's trying to save him. The hybrid gets shot. He starts, you know, the, the toxicity of his blood is released into the air and it fucks Mulder up. Like he looks real bad.
0: Yeah, it is, it's not good. You don't want to, you don't want to be in the room when that shit starts leaking. It's like, I mean, he passes out, but like his eyes are big and swollen and fucked up. His mouth is fucked up. Really, his whole face. It's not, I don't even know. It's like, it's like a toxic gas of sorts that poisons you. And, uh I mean, it, it looks like a nightmare really.
1: Yeah, Mulder looks bad, and it is heartbreaking.
0: It is, uh, but I'm glad it's not Scully, and that's really, that's all I'll say.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I am too.
0: (laughs) I I don't want it to be Mulder, you know, but I'm glad it's not Scully. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Scully uh based on information by deep throat who in the previous scene was like here's this info i can't talk to you anymore goodbye and then he's like outside talking to scully at Mulder's apartment and you're like dude be consistent here okay (laughs) but whatever he's unreliable but he does come to help and he's like you know you have to go to this place to get the evidence because by the way her Long Island doctor friend was killed in a car accident along with all the evidence, which I guess she like had with her, which seems a little strange, but so the bodies and the water tanks are gone. The DNA evidence is gone. We're back to having no proof, but don't worry. There's some secret government facility that contains the original proof of the existence of aliens, because by the way, as Deep Throat tells them, they've had access to this alien virus and to aliens for decades. And just by the way, you know that now.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Scully breaks into this facility. She's um, very, what's the word I'm looking for? She's very stealthy, I think, in breaking into this facility. She goes into, um, I believe, the the cryogenically frozen floor. Mm -hmm. Cryology? Cryology? I don't know. I don't remember what it says. It's something (laughs) like that. (laughs) I think
0: one of those is right. I don't know which one.
1: (laughs) Um, She goes, she pulls out um what looks like kind of like a file cabinet she pulls open a drawer she lifts she lifts up uh, a big specimen and it is what i would describe as an extremely cute frozen alien baby would you agree with that description it's very cute his his or her or their little hands are sticking out like they're a dj on the turntables um in a very cute way that i just really liked
0: yeah i mean i guess i would agree that it's it's very cute and it is indeed a freaking baby alien um yeah i think a baby most things i would describe as cute and the alien is no exception to that and scully you know has again like a reaction but like a pretty minor one to what she's seeing here and then i guess she just like puts it in her bag and leaves which is like ridiculous but also very cool (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Security must have been different back in the early 90s than it is now. You could get away with just putting
0: stuff in your bag. Yeah. They were not, they weren't checking. It seems like they should be checking with how, you know, intense the security was at this facility. But no, all good. As long as you have credentials, you can come in and out.
1: Yeah. And my hope when I saw her do this would be since the alien baby was cryogenically frozen and is uh, out of the cryogenic chamber, that the little alien baby would unfreeze, come back to life, and Mulder and Scully would raise it as their own. That's, um, that
0: is, that's, yeah, that's quite something. I, um, don't think that I had the same hope Uh, I'm not really sure what would happen to the alien when it thawed. (laughs) But I don't know that I would want Scully and Mulder to have to raise it as their
1: own. Oh, come on. Now that's a sitcom if I ever saw one.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That's a sitcom. Uh, That's a spinoff. But I don't think, I think that would not, be something scully would want
1: (laughs) yeah you're correct about that i think on all levels on raising a child on that child being an alien um, i think all of those things would be things she would not want but i would enjoy it i think that that's
0: that's fair and you're entitled to that want i guess (laughs) thank you yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, Scully <laughs> takes this alien baby to Deep Throat. Um, you know, he had her get it because they want to make a trade with the people that have Mulder. Um, because what they want is the evidence. Oh, or rather for Scully and Mulder and everyone else to not have the evidence. And scully's like no like i'm gonna make the trade and deep throat's like no i'm the one that like made the deal like they're expecting me and scully's like well i need to get Mulder back she doesn't trust him and for good reason and then deep throat tells like this strange seemingly unrelated story about how somewhere i think in the south they're like infected a certain amount of children with this alien virus and he's like and that's why i need to be the one to do it and scully's like okay but it's like why does that what does that really have to do with this and why is scully accepting this as reasoning for what's happening here
1: yeah i also didn't really understand it but also because i thought in their conversation, Deep Throat seems very desperate. He seems kind of angry. He seems Mm -hmm. just, I I didn't trust him. And I honestly thought, and I thought that that story that he tells pointed to this, that he was going to take the evidence and destroy it and not give it back. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't think he really wanted to do the deal to get Mulder back. And I thought he was telling that story to prove how bad these people were and why this thing needed to be destroyed, um, but that ends up not being what happens. He is, he like does the deal for Mulder, so I don't know why he tells that story. I guess it. I guess it's to prove to Scully why he hates these people so much, and in their mm-hmm. common hatred, she can trust him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that that would really be the only reasoning and ultimately it is good that deep throat was the one to do the trade. Uh Scully goes back to her car. We watch Deep Throat get out of his car. These guys pull up in a van, take the alien baby, shoot Deep Throat at very close range and then dump Mulder out of the back of the van and Scully's like probably, like, I don't know, 20 yards away, and is like, holy fuck, and, like, runs back over, make sure Mulder's not dead, because, like, he could have been dead. Like, first of all, Deep Throat wasn't even like, before I hand this baby over to you, please prove that the thing that I want back is alive. Right. Doesn't seem to think that through. And then, well, now Deep Throat's dead.
1: Yeah, RIP Deep Throat, you only just got your name. Very sad that you died that same day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was very surprising to me when he got shot. And I think part of that is not just that he got shot, but that they show him getting shot so suddenly at, at such close range. Like It is pretty violent, and I think I was just shocked to see that
0: yeah i think it's probably one of the more violent instances of this season and that's why they save it for the finale you know uh they got to bring out the drama and get those ratings but um
1: it was a good moment i mean it it literally did make me gasp i gasped out loud that's
0: i mean impressive that's a great review for a show to get, I think. I hope people gasp at us. Um,
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. In, sho- in shock, in dismay. <laughs> uh, in any,
0: <laughs> any way that a gasp can be made, I hope that it's happening. Uh, <laughs> Deep Throat, then, as he's dying. To Scully says, trust no one. And we have another kind of tagline, just kind of like theme of the show, spoken in words. And I find it to be a pretty profound moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're his last words. That's the last... Information that he imparts on this this mortal coil is trust no one, which is pretty heavy. But I will say that a scene later, um, the last scene of the show, Mulder calls Scully. It's two weeks later, and he tells her oh. that they're getting shut down. Um, and we, the audience, know this was because Deep Throat was the only reason they hadn't been shut down, and now mm-hmm. he's dead. So obviously, they're getting shut down. Scully asks Mulder what he's going to do. He says he doesn't know, but he's not going to stop because the truth is out there. And I got to say, I mean, when he says it, he's not saying it with like a lot of passion. He's not saying it in an amped up way, but it got me amped up. I was like, yeah, the truth is out there, Mulder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, go get it, man. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think then
0: that the phrase did what it what it needed to do. Uh, yeah, Mulder's, like, pretty calm in this whole conversation, uh, but it does have an air of excitement for the audience, I think, where you're like, oh, we can tell now that literally no matter what happens, this
1: man will not stop. Yeah. And, of course, as we know about me, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's the thing I know. I've seen posters that say that. <laughs> I've heard of that. That's in the theme song.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, to just give us a little nugget at the end of the episode, the fucking smoking man walks through some secret corridor of the Pentagon, opens up Another like seemingly fucking file cabinet, and just like places the tiny baby alien baby uh amongst a few other tiny alien babies, and then just leaves and that's the end of season one.
1: That's all she wrote. I will say that I did not know that was the smoking man um, because he was not smoking. And Mm. I have not memorized his face to know him when he's not smoking.
0: Well, thank goodness I'm here.
1: Yeah, I would never have known. I would have thought that was just some random guy. Mm, Yeah,
0: no, it's the smoking man. And that's pretty important, I think.
1: Well, I think he should have been smoking in there with all that important evidence.
0: (laughs) He seems to smoke anywhere he wants, so I don't really know why he wasn't. At least have a cigarette in his mouth, even if it wasn't lit.
1: Yeah, I
0: agree. Wow. I mean, Erlenmeyer
1: Flask. (laughs) Wow. We did it. Congratulations, Leah. We did... The last episode.
0: Alana, congratulations to you. I mean, I meant it before, but I mean it even more now that we've done it.
1: I agree. It feels um, heavier now. It has more of a weight to it. When I say congratulations, I
0: really mean it. I mean, I can feel it. I can feel the weight of your words. And I so appreciate them.
1: Right back at you.
0: <laughs> and to, you know, our lovely listeners, c- congratulations to you, really. And um, thank you. And you should be proud of yourself for putting yourself through this.
1: Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry. All of the things. Mm, yeah, all of the above. Just
0: whatever you need us to say, imagine we said it.
1: <laughs> and... Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Well, next week we're not going to go straight into season 2. We're going to do something fun where we're going to read some X-Files fan fiction and talk about it. And I couldn't be more excited to do that. I
0: mean, I think it's going to be so fun that we're never going to want to talk about the show again. Only just about fan fiction. Just fan fiction. That's gonna be it.
1: <laughs> uh, I can't wait, Leah. Before we go, I would like to ask of you something that I think will bring us just really full circle. <laughs> Leah, could you please whistle for us? Not the X Files mm-hmm. theme song, but could you whistle our theme song? Uh, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes. And yes, it it's, it's the the theme song is tricky because it's got a a few parts. Um, So I'll do my best here, but it's something like, (laughs)
1: it's
0: like, You know what I mean? It's like that and and that's really truly and honestly the best that I can do. So, you're welcome.
1: That was so beautiful and brought me such joy. Thanks for doing that for all of us. And aliens, if you're out there, come get us cuz we're scared. Now play that theme song. Woo!